All right, edit just, it. Just Let's go again. Welcome to episode three of the Whiskey Rocks podcast. I'm Carlo and Joe. Joe, what you drinking today? Joe? I have Larceny Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. First time trying it. So today we're going to get into the uh, John E. Fitzgerald Larceny Small Batch uh, Weeded Bourbon. Going to talk about those uh, UFOs that got shot down a couple of weeks ago. We should have been doing. We were going to do this episode last week, but life happens. And we're, Joe's going to make an old fashioned. Is this your first old fashioned? It's my first properly made old fashioned. Yes. We're also going to dress down the new Godsmack album that came out this past Friday because they deserve it. So last episode, Joe sat in the driver's seat on our redo journey of the famous grouse. We hope you guys listened and learned something. This week, being the bourbon fiend that I am, I'm going to lead us through the technicalities of this fine beverage. And uh, Joe, did you do some of the research on the aging? Well, bourbon has to be aged a minimum of three years, and it has to be a minimum of 40% alcohol by volume. This bourbon is 92 proof. So it is 46% alcohol. Hot damn. Well, this stuff is new to me. It's the first bottle I've ever bought. Um, a friend of mine asked me to get it, and uh, he wanted to know what I thought about it because he was, at the time, he was trying Four Roses. That's going to be something I grab sooner or later. Um, to be honest, it, I didn't like it at first. It's kind of growing on me, and I've never really had a weeded bourbon. And... Um, going to go into a little of the background i found an old, an old article that i'm going to quote from in my own words a little bit it's got some interesting points it's actually got a funny story to it so this article from 2012 described it at the time as a new addition to the heaven hill distillery from bardstown kentucky there's two backstories on this one's real and one's fake and the crazier of the two stories is the real story <laughs> seems likely <laughs> we'll do the fake story first so the, bottle, the bottled story on the John E. Fitzgerald was that he was a bourbon maker from the 1870s that opened up shop in Bardstown, Kentucky. That's not the true, real story. Fitzgerald was actually a U.S. Treasury agent who developed a bit of a taste for the booze and started stealing from the warehouses that they'd given him the keys to. And the reason he had the keys was because he was supposed to ensure the proper taxes were collected, and thus Larceny was born. So. That is the weird part of it. A tax collector who wasn't doing the absolute straight and narrow job? Absolutely. I don't believe it. <laughs> so we've got a beverage named after a thief. Elliot Ness, he was not. So continuing the legend, he had a knack for finding the best barrels in the warehouse. And eventually, they became known as the Fitzgerald Barrels, since no one wanted to um, report a bonded treasury agent to the authorities, because he'd probably fuck them. They let him doing it. Bought it. <laughs> and this article came from uh, stogieguys.com because I was trying to find what kind of cigar you would pair with this weeded bourbon. Um, I didn't read the whole thing. I mean, if anybody's interested, they can look it up. It's larceny stogieguys.com. People, which I think uh, we should check that out. I've seen it in the stores. Uh, right, On to the bourbon. <clears throat> I paid about 25 bucks for this bottle. I got it at Wegmans when I, one day after work. And uh, my first couple of tries, as I said, I didn't like it. So I mixed it into an old-fashioned, and uh, it tasted better. I don't know 
Do you feel like it straight, neat or whatever, or um, do you like it in an old fashioned? So, how are you liking it? This is a, this is the first time I've tried this bourbon. Um, I'm trying it neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, it doesn't have a strong nose. Uh, the, the nose says it's supposed to be scotch toffee and hints of oak and cherry. I don't smell any of that. I don't know. It's a very weak nose. Yeah. But neat. I actually like it. Really? The website for the the taste says it's uh, got some heat, spiciness, uh, toffee, melon, dry cinnamon, and apples. I don't taste any of that. I just taste the uh, spiced oak. I think I taste a little bit of the toffee. It's a very, it's a very buttery kind of a, a bourbon. The honey. This is good. You like it though, huh? The finish is honey and bread. As I, uh, as I said, I wasn't a fan. It was to me for me. It's similar to Maker's Mark, and um, while I appreciate Maker's Mark, there's far better bourbons out there for twenty five bucks, and better than. I, I think this has. I think this has a bit more spice to it than a Maker's. I always like to try the spirit neat by itself before I try to mix anything or do anything with it or add ice, water, or otherwise. So I've done that, mm-hmm. but I've never actually made a, a an old-fashioned with simple syrup. So talk me through it. Let's have one. All right. So you got to have a rocks glass. Have you got a rocks glass? I do, sir. All right. You need a rocks glass. You need ice. You need simple syrup. You need a teaspoon. You need the bourbon. You need cherries and you need bitters. And of course, you need the orange. Let me know when you've got all that and we'll get into it. I have two slices of orange. My favorite way to do it. I watched your video. I have two slices of orange. Mm -hmm. I just have a teaspoon of simple syrup. I added that to my mixing glass. All right, give me one second. I had to look it up again because I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> All right, so you need a half ounce or a teaspoon of simple syrup. Yep, I already did that. I got the uh, bitters, so three dashes of bitters. Yep, three dashes of bitters, your orange slice, and your cherry. The oranges are in there. Now, I like to mush the oranges and the cherry into a, like a nice little paste or a pulp. Do you have something to make? And Well, I'll use the spoon. There you go. All right. And then... Now, how much, how much bourbon? Two ounces? Two and a half ounces. And now, you can make this drink with bourbon or rye. I prefer bourbon. Rye's a bit drier. We'll do an episode on rye down the line. <laughs> Then uh, stir it all up over some ice. I've already, I already made, pre-made my old-fashioned because I don't have enough room on my desk down here. Two and a half ounces. Yep. Give all right. Stir. I'll do the mashing and then add the ice, right? Yeah, that's how I do it. While Joe mixes this, as I said before, we will be talking about the um, 
UFO thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Biden came out and said it was balloons and research vessels and all this crap. But they've only shown us the video or photos so far of the Chinese balloon from an American spycraft plane. Why won't they show us the other footage? If it's just research vessels, they can show us those. I mean, they were able to see them. What the hell? What are they hiding? We'll never know. It's horseshit. Well, I think I've done it. All right. How's she taste? Because I haven't tried it yet. This um, that old fashioned that I made in that YouTube video is probably the best old fashioned top three old fashions I've made. Nice, nice. Looks good. Looks good. I am using uh, Rock's whiskey glass from my dad's collection that he does not know I have. <laughs> He'll know when he listens. <laughs> This way, I'll know if he does. <laughs> what do you think? Wow. It, ta it tastes very different from just the spirit alone. Oh, yeah, of course. But is it a good taste? Do you like it? I like it, yeah. Awesome. Fucking awesome. All right. I normally just take a piece of orange, a little bit of ice, and just fill the glass with bourbon. I think that's like an orange Manhattan. <laughs> I, I put a little more work into this one, so it's not bad at all. It's a bit of work. I, I, um, I bought the old-fashioned kit for Thanksgiving because we hosted this year for the first time, and I wanted to do it right because my, um, my uncle's girlfriend is a bourbon person, so I figured, hey. And I, my, I got my mom into drinking these. So the um, little story. When my wife was uh, wedding dress shopping, she took my mom, her grandmother, a couple of her bridesmaids with her. And we all met at a restaurant afterwards. And I got an old-fashioned. And uh, my mom was like, what are you drinking? It's a bourbon old-fashioned. You should try one. They made her one. She got about halfway in. My mom is a small woman. She's on 5'5", very thin, mid-60s. Halfway through her old-fashioned, she was sliding off the chair. My stepfather had to prop her up. But she liked the taste of it. I mean, this is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This sweeten... This really sweetens the bourbon. Yeah, it's just... It's a little a little teaspoon... Ta uh, teaspoon, sorry. Of the simple syrup. Really helps it. Really helps it along, I think. Yeah, I put I put little less. I put a very small amount of the simple syrup on the spoon. Yeah, I mean it's the t it's the taste. It's, it's pretty cool though. Uh, I should have I should have gone into the history of the old fashioned, but there's so many conflicting accounts. They say it came about in the prohibition times. They say it came about in the 1800s. There's so many stories surrounding it that it, you really can't. There's really no way to pinpoint when when it was created. I did hear, we did watch, how far did you get in that bourbon documentary on Hulu? So I, Halfway. I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, get, I love bourbon, but I can't go deep dive on some girl talking about corn or the, uh, the, the legacy third generation member of the Buffalo Trace family telling you to rub the moonshine on your hands and clap until you get a smell out of them also that. Now, should we stock up on bourbon because of the uh, catastrophe that happened? Where was it? In uh, East Palestine, Ohio. The, 
Should we be stocking up on bourbon? I feel like is it going to affect is it going to affect corn crops? Well, so the um, if anyone listens to the Joe Rogan podcast, and I I only listen when he's got somebody interesting. I don't listen when he's got comedians. I don't want to hear other comedians. I don't want to hear their thoughts. I like when he's got a physicist. I like when he's got a UFO guy. I like when he's got somebody scientific and intelligent on it because you can learn something. Now, people sit there and go, oh, well, Joe Rogan's show is full of misinformation, this, that, and the next thing. How do you know that? You can't, you can't know that. Because you don't agree with what he says, you can't sit there and go, it's disinformation. You can't. Now, I don't agree with everything the current president says. I didn't agree with everything the last president says. You have to, you have to be smart enough to know when people, what people are saying is bullshit and when it's true. So not to go that down that way, but you have to practice the art of common sense. Yeah. That's a lost art. <laughs> As my boss likes to tell us, he's the only one that's got it, <laughs> but I don't think he was talking. It needs exercise. Yeah, it does. Um, but he, Joe Rogan had Eric Weinstein on sometime last week. And that guy, very, very intelligent guy. I liked what he had to say. He mentioned that, that catastrophe with the toxic cloud over in East Palestine, Ohio, as potentially affecting the corn crop. And bourbon is what, 51% corn? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we should stock up on bourbon. You know, find it, find the shit you like. Find something you want to try. And, and in that note, if there's something you want us to try, you, I'll um, throw our Twitter out there again, our Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. You can always tell us what you want us to try, and we'll make it happen. We always like to try new boozes. <laughs> I tried the Whistle Pig Rye last weekend, and I'm going to buy a bottle, and we'll do a show on that. I have a bottle of Four Roses. I'd like to try that. But upcoming, though, we've got to talk about Irish whiskey. We've got to give a shout-out to St. Patrick's Day, and we've got to talk about Irish whiskey. I think we're going to taste some Bushmills for that. Bushmill sounds good. We talked about that in our first episode. If anybody actually sat through that whole thing. <laughs> this old fashioned is very nice. Yeah, I love them. I, uh, they're my go-to. I don't, I don't experiment with cocktails anymore. I've got my go-tos. If we go away, in Aruba, I was having um, mojitos. In Cancun, I was drinking mojitos. Uh, one night, I drank... Super Bowl Sunday we spent down in Cancun last year. I drank something called the Superman. It was a blue raspberry cocktail with blue raspberry slush with some kind of red shit on top. I blacked out. It's fine. Good drink. But now I've had I had an old fashioned in a restaurant and it was a lot sweeter than what I've made here. Yeah. So some people probably really take liberty with that syrup. Yes, they do. Um, <clears throat> so when I go to a restaurant. We have a couple of regular restaurants we go to, uh, the 110 Grill being one of them. Depending on if we have a, a server that we've become friends with and I order the old-fashioned, he makes it really sweet, which is it's okay. When they have their um, – a couple bartenders out there have gotten to know us. They make them really strong. There was the one who made me that margarita that I talked about in the last episode. They make them a little too too strong or they go heavy on the bitters. It, it's subjective. I mean, it's how you want to drink it. If you like it a little less sweet, you can add more bitters. I prefer more bitters. I like the taste of the bitters. I think I probably would 
would make this again, I think I'd just go for the three ounces of bourbon. Make a little taller drink, but it would it would it would have more of the spirit and less of the mix. But very good. Yeah. When I make them at home, I usually go heavy on the bourbon and I don't taste anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then I end up eating the orange like I did those limes. I'll have to, I'll have to peel it all, right? Yeah, I'll have to do that on uh, Twitch if we can get it to work one day. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it working today. Eventually, we'll be able to add video to this. But until then, we'll just record and throw it on Spotify. I think you can add, actually, you can add the video to Spotify too. So, yes, you're in charge of techno. Techno mumbo jumbo. I'd like to have somebody in charge of that, but yeah, the editing and laptoping. And I know on TikTok, I think I put it on YouTube and TikTok. We're eventually going to be working on a intro theme. Nick was supposed to be on with us today, but he's not. He uh, couldn't make it. A couple of people couldn't make it. I know Matt was now. Yes, I, I want to address your YouTube video. Excuse me, I didn't mean to burp into the mic. You made a very fine YouTube video on how to make an old fashioned. I was very nervous. <laughs> now. The one thing I want to address is you should never, you should never be ashamed of having an empty bottle. An empty bottle is not an empty bottle. An empty bottle is full of memories and stories. So an empty bottle is nothing to be ashamed of. It means that you've enjoyed that spirit. It means that that bottle's a worthy bottle, but you don't want to become a bottle collector because that's proof. And you make sure once you have an empty bottle, you put that straight into the recycling bin. Because the only thing worse than the sound of a bottle going into an empty recycling bin is two bottles going into an empty recycling bin. Well, that's why. Or three. Next episode is going to be called Raiding the Liquor Cabinet because I have to get rid of some bottles. <laughs> Yep. I just poured a little more of this larceny. I got to get rid of this bottle. <laughs> you know, this is a great bourbon. I think this is a great bourbon to mix like an old-fashioned or just to, to have. I mean, at the price range that this is, I never ha I've never had a heavily weeded bourbon like this, but... I, 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 um, I can't say I like it. I like bullet smokier. I like the smoke. Yeah, well, I think a bullet old-fashioned would probably come through a little bit better than this. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I love bullet old-fashions. That's why I used the bullet in the YouTube video. I was supposed to do the larceny. Now, that doesn't mean... If, if you're curious, if you're curious about larceny, go for it. It's 25 bucks. You got nothing to lose. Unless you got a monster gas tank to fill. <laughs> I, I don't think you want to start with the bullet. I think you'd rather start with this larceny. This is a much more palatable bourbon. It's a, it's just... It's beyond its price, I think. I think you'd be very happy with it. I, well, then, if you like it, I think maybe we, next time... The next time we do a bourbon, or further on down the road, we could try the cask strength. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy you like it. I like it right off the bat. It's definitely it's definitely not as sweet. No. Yeah, and I like 
it's funny. I like like heavy wheat beers, but I'm not crazy about the weeded bourbon. I'm really not. Well, it doesn't have as big of a flavor, but it's it's still a fine it's still fine spirit. So, um, since uh, since I knew we weren't gonna have the other boys on here tonight, I did text Steve to join us as a third chair, but he can't make it. <laughs> He's texting me right now. Oh, he can't break out that dusty bottle of J and B. Oh, he made a brisket. Please, for the love of Christ, get rid of that bottle. <laughs> I beg of you. He can't wait to hear it. He can't wait for us to record these in here and listen to them the next day. He loves it. It's his breakfast list. It's his breakfast uh, show. Take that bottle of J and B and just place it in place it in the recycling bin. Please do the right thing. If you throw that bottle of J&B in the recycling bin. The next time I come to your house, you will have a bottle to replace it. <laughs> but for the love of God, get rid of that J&B. That is the scotch of whiskey sours. That is not the scotch of <laughs> drinking and enjoying. You do not need that at all. He's, uh, he's showing me a flyer. The two guys. Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire I sent him a one-day-only cigar sale flyer. I should have got one of those, but they didn't send it to me. I think my phone is interfering with the computer today. You're really enjoying that old picture. <laughs> it goes down real smooth. Yeah, it does. I, I will say it is a smooth bourbon. This could be a dangerous drink. <laughs> so, Joe, we're recording. You are reluctant to get into the UFO topic. Are you not? I mean, it's okay. I've not given it. The, I've not given it any thought. To be honest, I've not. I've not really. Um, every time you send me a video, I look at it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not interested. Right. So, how do I start? I don't know where to start. I was on a roll last week, and I was hoping that Matt M. would have joined us this week. He's working, whatever. He's the UFO guy. He's a bigger UFO guy than me. I got started on this whole thing two months back thanks to a TV series on Hulu called Solar Opposites. If anybody listens to Rick and Morty, They've seen Solar Opposites. And what, what it did was there's a joke in the intro of their Christmas episode that says, we don't know why you celebrate Christmas. Jesus was an alien. He was born in July. And he's allergic to pine trees. So the next day, I started Googling. I went down this. I started Googling. Is Jesus Christ an alien? Was he allergic to pine trees? Do we know? I mean, I, I went crazy. And I started going down crazy rabbit hole. Now I follow all these UFO guys. And in the last few weeks, suddenly, you know, we've got, oh, the, U the Air Force, the president ordered this thing shot down and that thing shot down over Alaska. There was a thing over Lake Huron, the thing over Canada, the thing, this thing, that thing, the next thing. Things are getting shot down. The only photo they've released is the Chinese spy balloon. But the other three things they shot down 
we couldn't recover debris, but there's a guy on YouTube called Backwoods Alaska who happened to be positioned right on the Arctic Sea where this thing was shot down. He's recording military helicopters, military planes flying over the ice, helicopters land. They, you know, everything's landing out on this airstrip or the ice. What you got there, Joe? I poured the larceny into my Glen Karen glass because this is a larceny podcast. We've got to talk about the spirit. The old fashioned was delicious, but I've got to I've got to dive deep into the spirit. Do you have so what more? We'll put a pin in the UFO discussion. Maybe we'll do a whole episode just on UFO further down the line. I apologize. Well, I'd like to I'd like to say the price tag on shooting down these anomalous objects oh as far as the missile <laughs> and the fact that we're using one of our top of the line aircrafts. If they could do it a little cheaper with some of the tax money, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, no kidding. I just bought a new truck. I need the gas money. <laughs> I drive two hundred and two miles a day. Oh, speaking of which, so you know how I go back and forth in my text messages with the groups. Hold on, he's chugging the whiskey. So last night, while you and I were playing uh, Call of Duty, I was also attacking somebody in one of my group texts. And what I said was, I just bought a new truck that will eat your BMW and shit out something better. (laughs) I thought that was uh, worth mentioning. So, what what do you think there? You, I just, you just took a serious draw. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting some type of a, a butterscotch. I think that's the buttery flavor. Um, I don't have another glass. It, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a nose to really speak of. Uh, but it, it, it is, it is a buttery spirit. It is buttery. I just took a sip off the bottle. It's got plastic aftertaste. I'm ha- we're having well, fun with this today. Uh, bur- bourbon, bourbon is is a messy spirit. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be, uh, you know, you, you break out the bourbon with your friends. You have a little bourbon. It's not supposed to be super aged. It's supposed to be rough. It's an American spirit. It is. You know, it's it's got the American spirit. It's just take it as it is. If I remember correctly, you can only bourbon is only made in the U.S. Correct? Yeah, it's an American spirit. But you can make it anywhere in America. It's not like it, it's not like it's exclusive to Kentucky or Tennessee. Anywhere in the United States, bourbon can be made. I've been to Kentucky. I'll never go back to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they'd open a rooster's wings up here, though. My God. You got no cell service down there. If it rains, you've lost something. They have no... The town that I went down to, they don't even have a fire department. It was just of the town volunteered. <laughs> it's like, Elmer, you know CPR? Is that a band? No. Nope. <laughs> you think if you're a volunteer fireman, you can use the fire truck when you have to move? You can, like, put your uh, furniture and stuff in the back and be like, that's all right. I'm a volunteer fireman. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask. I uh, just know that it was not a... What the... My last night there, it rained. 
and my hotel wasn't sealed for it. I guess I stayed at a Holiday Inn on this highway, and I stepped, I stepped out of my bed, and the full, whole carpet was wet. That's why you always travel with a tube of silicone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Right. I um. Guess you get what you paid for with this thing. Ticking. Now you need flex. We need a. We need a soundboard. We need a soundboard. Uh, we need a lot. Hopefully, we can gain an audience so we can uh, start making start making a little bit of scratch to upgrade this show. Well, I think in the future we're gonna go with emptying the the liquor cabinet, and we're gonna talk some bushmills for St. Patrick's Day. But I came across. An old Irish legend, just to go back to the empty bottle. Go on. That if you pour I'm with someone a drink from a bottle, the last drink of a bottle, it will bestow good luck upon that person and upon you. So if you want to get a little bit of the luck of the Irish, share that bottle, empty it, drink the whole bottle with your good friends. And luck will be onto you and onto them. Cool. Luck of the Irish can be had by all. So that is a, that is an old Irish legend. Well, I'm Italian. An Italian. That's never witnessed. Nothing. Well, that's how. That's how you can get to the luck of the Irish. We all we have to do is drink a bottle of of whiskey, spirit, liquor, or anything you have. I like bourbon, and I'll drink some whiskey. Kind of, uh, I kind of feel like I screwed up today with uh, going off on the UFO tangent and stopping it. That'll be something we talk about later on. Let's talk about Godsmack album that was released this past Friday. And Joe, what'd you think about it? I I think it started out. I think it started out pretty nice. Um, I listened to it while at work and. While listening to it, as long as you have industrial equipment in the background, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad at all. I was excited for this because it's their final album, and you got me. To, you got me into them. I remember you give me too much credit. I know, but you were the one who introduced me to Slipknot and all these bands. That, if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have really given hard rock music a chance. And so. To the reason I want to bring up the Godsmack CD or Godsmack, the show is called the. I think I think they're called albums now because I don't think anyone buys CDs. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I download it and I buy the CD. (laughs) Drives my wife nuts. She's like collect shit. But so the whiskey rocks. The idea, I think Nick came up with Nick came up with Whiskey Rocks, right? Yeah. So we could talk rock music. I play guitar, Nick plays drums, blah, blah, blah. We want to talk whiskey and other things and even music. So. Bonnie. Bonnie. Continue. Yep. So uh, I lost my train of thought. So anyway, the new Godsmack album. Speak. The new. 
The new Godsmack album. Yeah, yeah, what did I you lost, think of it? I, I lost my train of thought. Give me one second. All right. So the new Godsmack album. It's their final album. They're going to continue touring, but they're not recording any new music. And while I'm okay with that, I mean, you like I said, you got me into them. We were 14 years old. First time I ever heard them was on a mixtape your uncle gave you in the in the basement of your parents' house. And I remember saying to you, hey, is this Metallica? And you said, no, Godsmack. And I forgot about it from there. Then I remember I used to uh, run scams, not scams, but I used to, I figured out how to uh, bamboozle the BMG music. Those like, uh, what was it, 10 CDs for a penny? Do you remember that shit? Did you do that? All the time. I used to make fake names and have them sent to like different addresses and then take the CDs off the porch. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so one day, uh, Iron Maiden and Godsmack got sent as a bonus pack. And you were at my house. We were playing on my new computer. And I pulled out the CDs and I said, hey, I've heard of Iron Maiden. I've never heard of these guys. So I li we listened to Iron Maiden for a little bit. I didn't like it. I like Iron Maiden now. I've lo I liked Iron Maiden as we got older. At the time, I didn't like them. Hey, check out Godsmack. They're from they're from Massachusetts. From the first time, the first I put the first Godsmack album on. From the first song to Voodoo, I was hooked. I loved them. I loved the sound, the guitars, the aggression, the anger. It spoke to me. And not long after the second album came out, we burned it on my computer. And then. By the time the third album came out, when we were 18, it was the first concert I saw. They opened for Metallica on the Madly in Anger tour. And I knew who Metallica was. I loved Metallica. They were my favorite band back then. They still are now. Vinny bought the tickets. I was working at Toys R Us. I was 18. It was the uh, it was 2004. The same weekend, the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time in X amount of years. I don't remember how much. The show blew me away, and I was, I was hooked. Music. I was hooked. I was already playing guitar for two years at that time. After that, I learned every Godsmack song I could learn. I picked up my guitar. I learned it. Then I started learning Metallica as I got better. Those first three albums were amazing. They angry. They had emotion. The guitars were raw. The drums were heavy. The rhythm section was tight. It was amazing. I loved it. It was great. The fourth album was a little different. It was a little bluesier. But the drums sounded awesome. Guitars sounded awesome. And I remember getting into an argument with somebody because I saw a comment on either Facebook or MySpace or maybe even UltimateGuitar.com where the song Shine Down, Sully sings about believing in someone being up above. And somebody made a comment like, it was because of Sully that I got to be, I became a Wiccan and now he believes in God. He's fucking up my life. And I came around, if you let, if you base your whole entire life off of what a rock star says and does, you're a fucking idiot. And you should. That Godsmack tattoo was pretty popular. A lot of people were having that. I, I know. I mean, I have a Metallica tattoo, but it's not Metallica per se. It's something that my tattoos give you an idea of my favorite band, but they're not the band's logo. <laughs> Yeah. The sun, I always liked the Sun logo though. That was cool. I loved it. It was a good logo. I just I would not place it upon my body. I think the Godsmack album is is 
is not bad. I mean, it's it's definitely blues rock, and they're getting older, and we're getting older, and you're the only one who's not getting much older. Really? You think so? Yeah. I think you should uh, look at your phone for a second. I sent you a text. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um, what, you mean mentally or uh, physically? My wife says I'm getting old. Physically, you're aging at an advanced rate. Yeah, I but mentally, you're holding on to your youth quite well. Yeah, I'm as immature as they come. Yep. It's all right. We need somebody like that. I, I'm young at heart. I was uh, I was dating a girl about five years, five, six years ago. And I said, am I immature? And she, she didn't know how to answer it. She looked at me and she was, you're young at heart. Not long ago. That's we nice. We went our separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> So, after that fourth Godsmack album, which was superb, not great. Now, you know what? It was great. It was awesome. It was fucking the best album they released since then. Their fifth, sixth albums were boring, meandering filler. They didn't, they were hollow. They felt like I was listening to the most hollow music you can play. And I think it was the Oracle might have been their fifth album that came out around 2010. And right about that time, the drummer from Avenged Sevenfold died in OD'd and they released Nightmare not too long, either before or after that album, that Godsmack album. And I remember thinking, these guys are grieving. These guys are hurting. These guys are angry. Avenged Sevenfold stomped on Godzilla stomped Godsmack in terms of emotion and feel in their music alone. Everything from the, the, the way the singer emoted the music, it just it felt personal, it felt angry, but Godsmack lost it. And then they released, uh, I believe it was called it, 1000 Horsepower was the next album after that, 2000. Yeah. That was even worse. That was horrible. That was, I couldn't listen to that album. That was, I remember hearing it boring. and I would, I didn't know what I was really listening to. No, it, it was like a Slayer album. It just bled together. You didn't have, there was nothing different. And, I don't know. It just it wasn't good. And then 2018, they came out with uh, what's that album called? I can't even think of the name. Uh, when Legends Rise. That gave me hope. It was, yeah, it was polished. It was poppy. But Sully, once again, brought the emotion in his voice. The music lifted you up. It took you somewhere. It took you on a ride. And I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. It was a good album. Scars was a little weird, but you could hear old Godsmack in there. You could hear the the aggression. This new album, the first song is awesome. It starts off great. You think you're gonna hear some of the old stuff. I did catch hints of like classic rock in it. You know, they're paying an homage to the to Led Zeppelin, maybe because I know it's like Sully's one of Sully's favorite bands. Second song on that CD was terrible. Red, white, and blue. I get it. You're trying to be patriotic. The music is good. The lyrics. The, the, the lyrics from from uh, Godsmack have always been written with a sledgehammer. They're not written by an, a super intelligent guy. They're written off the off the cuff. He doesn't. He writes them down and calls it a day. Then the third third song on the album, you know, typical Godsmack intro. It sounds like leftovers from the last couple of albums. You know, Sully Sully saves it with his singing. His emotional delivery saves it, but it's not a great song. Fourth song is heavier. It's like a heavy three doors down. Just more leftovers. 
best of times musically, good. But thanking the fans, yeah, I appreciate that. But you don't need to thank me, dude. I need to thank you for those old albums. You you gave us something to entertain us, to help, to lift us up. I picked up a Les Paul when I saw that they played those. A Les, Joe, I don't know if you know guitars too much. The Les Paul is a guitar that it's like a standard in rock. Yeah, it's a premier guitar. Yeah. I um I bought a knockoff and then I bought the James Hetfield Iron Cross version. We'll get into that some other time. After that, the rest of the CD just eats a dick. It sucks. Sorry. You know, I would I would I would rather they went out rehashing the first two albums with an angry blast of fuck you, not I love you for the rest of the album. And then the last song is weird. It's like a poppy grunge song. Fucking strange. It, I like it though. I don't hate it. It's not a bad album. Well, how, it's not great. How many good albums? How many good albums is a band usually come out with? I mean, usually the first. If the, was their first, because they probably spent a long time working on that before they got an opportunity to make that album. That's fair to say. But I mean, you know, I they could have done better. This was just a. This was a mediocre attempt at having something. And considering that they worked on this during the pandemic, they they could have done better. I remember commenting on the second to last album, not the one not the one that came out in 2018, the one before it, the one that has 1,000 horsepower on it. I commented on their Facebook that it was unlistenable and boring compared to their earlier efforts. And I think Sully controls their Facebook page because he downvoted it. <laughs> he was responding to comments and he fucking disliked my comment. And it's like you said, it's not a gym album. And we do like going to the gym. You know, I, I think Texas Hippie Coalition is a better gym band than Godsmack. And that sucks because those guys are kind of boring too. I think I lost Joe. Yeah, I'm back. All right. So what did, what did you think of that overall album? Which album? The last one. The last Godsmack album. The new one. I mean, I think at uh, at this age, I, I, I like certain albums. I like to be able to put something on. I like to listen to it, you know, and relax. And the first couple of songs definitely were amped up. But then as you went on, it got more bluesy. Uh, I did find the song where he was thanking the fans. I did think to myself, like, what am I listening to? You know, it, like, I don't want to think it's over. I don't want to think, hey, see you later. I'd like to just listen to the music and, um, and enjoy it. It seemed like, oh, this is over. It made me sad. Really? I thought that, I thought, well, I just, I thought like it was like, it was like we're giving up. Thanks for everything. See you later. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't want to listen to that song. I don't like the idea of that. Like, see you later. Goodbye. We're done. I mean, I don't want to listen to that kind of stuff. No, you're uh, so, so as far as I would go, I, I, I hear it. Uh, cool for you to acknowledge the fans, but I don't, want to over, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it over and over again. I heard it once. I don't think I'll ever hear it again. Yeah, no, I put it on at work on Friday. And I, I totally, the first song caught me. The first song was, I thought the first song was awesome. It's, it's a cool song. It started off great. And then it just bled into the background. Because I am, 
I work, I'm a licensed electrician and I have to supervise a crew of young, young kids, like early twenties, late teens. And I had it on an earbud because I need to listen to music to kind of help me focus. I have really bad ADD, but I completely blanked on the whole CD the rest of the way. I'm like, did I even listen to that? What the fuck? It's over. I didn't even notice it was over. Are there any songs that you'd add to a gym playlist? Because I don't, I don't think there are. No, I was at the gym today listening to it, and I switched over to When Legends Rise. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's yeah. definitely not something I'd listen to again. I can't say I would, but when they come around in Boston, I'll definitely go see them. The thing about Godsmack is they do put on an amazing live show. They're a great live band. They were the first concert I ever saw. I was 18 years old. There was, I'd never been to a concert before. They opened they opened for Metallica. I mean, who? That's an awesome fucking show right there. You're you're an eighteen year old kid. You play you're a guitar player. You have aspirations of being a rock star. And you see these gods standing on stage. These guys you've heard on your radio, these guys you listened to in high school when you didn't want to pay attention to class. And here you are seeing them. They're human beings. I wanna see Slipknot. I wanna see them because they are another band that you got me into that until the but i just think i just think the idea that okay this is the end thanks for everything it's not a, it's not a sentiment that their fans people our age can really identify with regular people have to keep on going i can't say okay i'm all done well they're not done um, they're not done they just they're done recording they're just going to continue touring and playing their old songs but the thing is i saw them in 2018 uh red sun rising opened for them i don't know if anybody's heard of them they are mediocre at best. Their, their best song, I can't think of the name, but it's like a cross between Offspring and Alice in Chains and a watered-down version of both. Those guys mm-hmm. opened, then Shinedown went on next. Shinedown crushed it. It's actually kind of funny. Shinedown's lead singer disappeared. The lights go down. And there was like a box next to me because we saw it in Mansfield at the Xfinity Center. I'm like, I wonder why this giant box is next to me. Lights go down. All of a sudden, the lead singer from Shinedown standing next to me. Got a fist bump from the man. And they... Nice. That's, an awesome, that's a great band. Yeah, they are. They're good. They put on an awesome show. They put on a heavy show. And then Godsmack was headlining. They went on. And I was upset because every other time I've seen Godsmack in 2004, 2006, 2007, I saw them at Crew Fest 2009 where they embarrassed Motley Crue I wish Sully had come out and just smacked Nikki Six with a microphone stand. That would have been the icing on the cake. They put on amazing shows. 2018, there was no energy. Sully, I get it. The guy's over 50. They're, they're almost 60 years old. Maybe some of them are 60. They weren't running around. They weren't moving. They just stood there. Sully did a lot of yapping, and he admitted to dyeing his hair. All right. And he was playing an Explorer, which iconically is a James Hetfield thing. Don't touch the Explorer. Stick to your Les Paul. The live sound, he sang great. They played great. They did, their, uh, they did a great drum battle. They had no energy. And I was upset because I brought a friend to that show that I bragged that Godsmack never disappoints. They, they, can, they disappointed me. They had zero energy. So when they come back around, yeah. Joe, I hope you can come with me. We'll go. We'll make it. I'm on this yeah, I'll go. But they're not done. They're not done touring. I guess they're just gonna be a festival band. 
I don't think we're going to go backstage after this. <laughs> I know. I did tag Godsmack in this, in the, in the episode. So. Oh. Well, we're still fans. We still listen to your album. That's something. Yeah, we did. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to give it its due. But do I like it? No. It's funny. I texted our friend Vinny the um, advertisement that I set up for this episode for today's episode. And he said, you better not touch that Godsmack album if you ever want to run into them behind backstage at a festival or a carnival. And I just, I didn't care. They need to know. But you've got to let them know. You got to let the people know. Maybe, hopefully, if there's enough bad reviews, maybe they'll come out with a better album. Rehash the first one. That was awesome. Get angry again. Find a reason to put some emotion into your music. If you're not going to... If you're not going to put some feeling into music, if you're not going to let your take your fans on a journey, don't even release the fucking CD. Don't, don't, just don't even do it. Just retire, leave. But when they ask Billy Joel why he doesn't write new music, he just says that whatever it was that had him writing new music has left him. He just wants to play his music and enjoy doing concerts. I think that's the proper response. Yeah. If you don't have anything to write, play your songs. You still made some excellent music. The people still need to know. Yeah. I didn't know he said that. I didn't even know he didn't. I didn't realize he didn't make new music. No, he just does concerts. That's what Godsmack's trying to do. But, I mean, just say, hey, we don't have any new music at the moment. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. what if you decide to actually write some new music? What if some type of inspiration comes to you? Why close the door on a possibility? Doesn't make any sense to me. No. Well, that's like uh, Motley Crue. What? Fucking eight years ago, they said they weren't going to tour again. They make that Netflix movie. It gets a big pop, and all of a sudden, they, they make this big show of blowing up their agreement to never tour again. But now Mick Mars, the only good member of that band, had to step down because he's too old to play, and they got John Five, who is way too good for that band. I'm sorry. Tommy Lee and Nikki Six, they're obnoxious. I hate them. I fucking hate them. And Vince Neil doesn't even know how to sing anymore. They should have never come back. It's it's tough nowadays to go to a concert. Huh? It's tough to get that time nowadays. I it's not. I mean, I'll go if it's during the weekends, I'll go. I won't go on a weeknight. The last I went this past uh, Memorial Day weekend. I saw Metallica at Boston Calling. Now, I was very uncomfortable because I'd been standing in a field all day. They brought it, and there was like this eight-year-old kid who couldn't wait, who couldn't wait for them to get on stage. And seeing that kid's energy was awesome. That kid was happy as a pig and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, I'm glad they still appeal. And I can't wait for that new album to come out. Um, they also released single-day tickets for that Gillette show. Maybe we'll check it out. It's next year. Well, I like this whole uh, album review. I think we should talk about, you know, what we're listening to this week and then cue people in on something. I think so. Want to want to call it? I think we did a good job. Yeah. So, thanks for listening everyone. If you're out there and listening, I've noticed our numbers going up. Keep listening. And also, I want to uh, give a shout-out to my friend Andrew at Amesbury Chevrolet. He helped me out. He uh, found, he posted, I've been looking for a really cool truck to replace my current shitbox. 
and he posted it on his Facebook, and I got I got my dream car. I finally got my dream car, my adult dream car. So, Andrew Diaz at Amesbury Chevy. Check him out if you're in Massachusetts. And check out and check out and check out Larceny. I think this is a great bourbon. If you've never had one, I think you'd be happy to pick this up and give it a try. Yeah, I would. You know what? It's growing on me. I don't hate it. I don't hate it like I did when I first got it. But I would I drink it if I had a choice? No, I would drink bur- Bullet. Excuse me, I didn't mean to do that. I would drink Bullet and Angel's Envy Port Wine. That's another good one. I am in love with Johnny Walker Black, but that's a scotch. It's not a bourbon. Yeah, um, I agree. If you guys are out there and listening, there's a comment section on Spotify. Got us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music as well. as something else that's showing up on my analytics called Pocket Cast. Check us out on Twitter at Whiskey Rocks Pod. Instagram, the, the underscore whiskey with a W-H-I-S-K-Y underscore rocks underscore podcast. Utah, YouTube, the Whiskey Rocks podcast. Um, my TikTok logo is in most of our videos. You can follow me on there. Joe, Matt, and I are Xbox gamers. We play all the games. You can catch us on Twitch. Joe at Shamrock1477. Matt at MattShawn90. Me at Wolfman underscore GT. And as, again, on all the apps. You can catch us on YouTube. If you have any suggestions, do it in the comments of YouTube. Do it on Twitter. Nick is always checking out our Twitter. Uh, my Instagram, Whiskey Rocks Podcast. You can look it up. There's underscores between the Whiskey Rocks and Podcast. I don't know why it did that, but it did. Some of my Call of Duty videos are on there. I think Joe going ape shit with his uh, basilisk is on there. <laughs> Give us a check us out. Follow us, like us, and subscribe on YouTube. And, and throw out that bottle of J and B. Yeah, throw out the bottle of J and B, and let us know if we can ch- check out anything for you. And it's not just whiskey. I Joe and I like to go to the gym and work out. I use elbow sleeves from uh, Gym Reapers. If you guys want to know how they are, you can ask us. Well, I'm falling apart, ladies and gentlemen. I'm falling apart. Well, pick up the pieces. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>